1: flushcare.com slash weight loss but i knew that i would be letting them down oh. slightly you know so the, thinking, oh. the disappointment of children is unbelievable at uh, one race i did my daughter was holding a sign that she'd made go Mummy!" whatever and as i came up and i was like oh and i stopped to walk and i came up to her she went oh. and i thought okay i don't know what's going on and i finished and then i saw her at the end she went you were walking. And that was it. So I, I thought you ran races. But you were walking, and I was like, okay, that's me putting my place. <laughs> totally
2: red, yeah.
1: I would write her name on my arm, then cross it out. That's yeah. <laughs> shown
3: you. Uh, well... Do we want, I mean, I think that there was clear support for it's, it's got to be gusset. gusset. Gusset, yeah. It's got to be Gusset. I think, do we think Gusset's the winner of that yeah. lot? Yay, Alice, I, have <laughs> yeah, Alice. I have something to present to you. I have something to present to you. Esther, can I give you this? You.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs>
3: present, Alice. I present to you, Alice. The most <laughs> embarrassing story. i oh, no, done.
1: Yay! <laughs> Queen of. Queen, Queen. Queen of embarrassing.
2: Yeah. Welcome to episode 170 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. On this podcast, we talk about health, politics, stuff on TV, and what we ate last night. Occasionally, we talk about running. This episode, we're definitely talking about running. First up, this episode is sponsored by Randox Health. Make sure you use the code RUN10 to get 10% off in clinic and home health tests. This episode is a recording of a very special live podcast that took place last Thursday in person at the Sweaty Betty store in Battersea Power Station. We had special guest Jenny Faulkner come to join us to chat about running a 10K, which fits rather nicely, it's almost as if we organised it really, with the launch of our special magazine, How to Run 10K, which our attendees all received in their goodie bags. We start off talking about New York, because I begin this very selfishly, flaunting my medal, before launching into our chat with Jenny about training for a 10K. So here we talk about how to train, what a training plan might look like, and what strength training to do to support your running. We also introduce another special guest, the one and only Professor Taylor, who tells us some wonderful 10k factets. We end the sesh by talking about our favourite embarrassing moments, and we asked our audience to supply their worst moments on the run as well crowning the queen of embarrassing moments with our women's running, Tiara. This episode is sponsored by Randox Health. For 40 years, Randox have been focusing on testing to help protect your future health. Randox Health offers personalised health packages designed to give you detailed insight into your health, measuring data across a range of key areas, including heart, hormone, and vitamin health randox health offers a range of tests across these areas some of which you can do from home accessing data like this can help us make positive lifestyle changes to help prevent illness and improve our performance holly and i use the female hormone at home kit which has helped us to better understand our bodies and our health And it was brilliant for both of our age groups, with me flirting around the menopause and her being all annoyingly millennial. To find out more about all the services Randox Health offers and to book online, go to randoxhealth.com and use the exclusive code RUN10 for 10% off in clinic and home health tests. So much for coming. It's lovely to see you all. Um, well, welcome to Sweaty Betty Battersea, which is glorious, isn't it? Um, we just want to say, well, thank you to all of you. We need to say thank you to lovely Jenny Faulkner, who's here Hello. today. Hello. Hello. Thank you, little. Oh, thank you for having me. This is exciting. <laughs> very exciting. And thank you to
3: Holly Taylor, who's here today. Yay! I didn't know how I was going to get. Her. Oh, thank you so very much. I have to be here contractually, so. Yeah, indeed. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: um, and we also need to say thank you to Randox, who sponsored the event. Who aren't here, but we can say woo to Randox. <laughs> um, and Vinca Wine Cans. Yeah. Thank you, Vinca. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, we do want to say thank you to Sweaty Betty for hosting us in this gorgeous space, so we're very pleased about that. Thank you very much. Uh, so, here we are. Here do we are. about 10K um, and various other bits and pieces.
3: We have got to talk about 10K, but I do feel it would be, um, it, it, it wouldn't be right if we didn't acknowledge what's around your neck right now. Uh, LAUGHTER Going. It's hard to miss that. It is. It is. It's not subtle, is it? No. no. Yeah. And, as you know, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I mean, I was with you. You were. Um,
1: so I'm going to pretend. When you say you were with her, how often were you with her? I mean,
3: uh, like twice. Once at the start, <laughs> once at the finish. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> No, I did see Esther at mile 16. Mile 16. Which was actually, um, it was kind of just before things started to get really tough, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, So I
3: think it it was nice timing, because I could give her a little bit of, we had a cuddle on the sideline. And then you were off. And I was like, I'd been waiting there for an hour. And then it's like, (laughs) it's seconds. And then she was gone. And then I waited in a plate. I can't remember how much of this I said on the pod that came out today. Um, So sorry if I'm repeating myself, but... Then I waited in a playground for you. We'd been told by a brilliant, Feeling like a a brilliant pervert. pod yeah, yeah, I felt like a total pervert because it was like <laughs> it was it was fully like a children's playground with with people like putting their children on the swings and slides and there were no it wasn't like a park. There were no people sitting there reading or like having an ice cream. Why
1: were you waiting like, in a kid's playground? Well we have been told <laughs> we'd been
3: told that it was best to do that because if I tried to meet esther at, in central
2: park it was insane it was so busy it's like fifty thousand runners and like double that in terms of supporters so it was it, it was just huge and as we all filed out um it just got busier and busier and busier so it was just um yeah it, it was awful so we've been told by mad. a lovely podcaster oh you should meet in this park this is a good place to meet so yeah. we did and it was great and that was fine. Yeah. But I could barely walk by that stage and then there were subways to try and navigate and I couldn't get down. It was completely bonkers. And... We were
3: properly sardined onto the onto the subway. <laughs> it was it was mad. It was mad. Yeah. It was mad. But the, I mean the run itself that was fine. That was fine. Um...
1: <laughs> I, I I was watching videos. I don't know if anyone else has seen videos of the marathon, but there's like people trying to deliver pizzas as normal. Across the marathon, and are people just walking across the road as you're running? Uh, yes. It, to be to be honest, though,
2: um, it wasn't as badly managed as, say, for instance, the Paris Half. I don't know if anyone remembers that, <laughs> um, where people are like, "What are you doing?" and they're just like pushing their prams in front of you. So, like, it, it felt it was it was better than that. Um, but. They, they, the, where it got tricky was the enthusiasm. People were so enthusiastic about the runners, enthusiastic about the race, which is lovely,
3: but you're like, I'm trying to run here. I'm running here. I'm running I'm here. I'm running here.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> but yeah. it was amazing. It was amazing to watch. I, I mean, it kind of, dare I say, gave me the bug a little bit, where I was like, maybe I could do it. I think, I mean, the, the hurdle you've got to get over is, we're not here to talk about marathons, and we it's will really talk long. about 10K. We shall. But... <laughs> I think the hurdle is having done a half and then how truly decimated I feel after a half. How on earth can you do that all over again is what I want but to know. But you know but what?
1: I also think that even if you've done a marathon and then you do a half, you go, how did I do a marathon Because <laughs> yeah. I think that every time. You push yourself in a different way, don't you?
2: You do. And the last I think the last mile or the last kilometre of every race, the last little bit of every race is always the worst bit, isn't it? And so, like... Like, the, when I saw Holly at mile 16, I was kind of feeling all right. And then I think because I knew I wasn't going to see her and that was it. And I had 10 miles on my own with an audio book that was kind of all right. It was, uh,
3: yeah, was going to be hard. We are talking 10 miles, though, there. I mean, mm. when you say the last bit is always hard, in a half, that's like three miles. I mean, I say three miles, that's still a bloody long way. But, like... 16 to 26. Yeah. That ain't short. It's
2: not short. It was long, it was hard, and my legs did not like me, nor did my toes. Nothing liked me, but... No. You know, it's fine, and I knew that there was going to be chips at the end. It was all cool. There were
3: chips. there were chips. And you did it.
1: And And I did it. it. You did did it it and got a medal. Yeah,
3: never again. Anyway.
1: um,
3: (laughs) Welcome to the Women's Running podcast. Yeah, there we
2: go. (laughs) I've had enough of that. Um, Okay, so we're here to talk about 10K. So... I think I'll stop talking about marathons and I'm going to get Holly to talk about 10Ks.
3: Oh, really? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) well, when we were discussing this and why we should talk about 10Ks, I mean, by, by a show of hands, if you guys don't mind, how many of you have run a 10K or longer? We Ooh, thought that may be the so case. Might be a lot of um, but for those of you that haven't at all, I mean, it's an incredible feat. It's still a really long distance. And it, I mean, it's also a manageable distance and it will be totally fine. But, you know, it's a, it's a challenge. Um, but also, those who have done, I think it's such a great distance for, um, I mean, getting back into running again, finding a mojo again. It could be a potential new challenge if you've tackled that distance before, but you want to set a new task for yourself speed wise or even just experience wise like you want to see a new city you want to run with a particular group of people like it's a really lovely distance to have set yourself a goal around i think and a great building block you know this is not to say that some people might run 10k and go that is the distance for me and that's absolutely fine that's all i that's all i want to do and that's all i feel comfortable doing but if you do have another goal further in the future I think 10k can really give you confidence and especially if you've not run for a while just having that distance date in the diary can kind of give you a bit of a boost um, to make you think yeah I can do a bloody half or whatever it is. I mean I yeah. think it's uh, I think easy, it,
2: easy I, stuff. It, it, yeah and I do <laughs> I think it's one of those those distances that can be all things to all people because it can be your your fast race and it can be your long race it can be both of those things. So, um, yeah, it's... This is just
3: to say, sorry, I'm noticing, please still come and get wine. Yes. (laughs) We don't want to gatekeep the wine. Yeah, yeah, this is... Please do,
1: please do. (laughs) It's like a proper (laughs) creep-up Yeah, I know!
3: I felt that. (laughs) Um, Why would you run? I'm interested in both of your thoughts, because that's mine, I suppose. It's like, it still feels like a challenge, but it's something that I think I feel confident and strong going into... What would be your motivations? Esther, I'll ask you first. Jenny, then I'll ask you. Oh,
2: nice. I like that. <laughs> um, I've had different motivations for doing 10K over the years, and, and it's almost everything that you've touched on. So sometimes I've used it as that kind of like milestone before I'm, you know, like a building block of, of training. Um, the last 10K that we did together was the Vitality 10K, which... <laughs> whoop, whoop,
3: whoop, 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 whoop.
2: <laughs> which was amazing and I saw that as um I don't want to use the word fun run but it was like a it was a community run for us Mm. and it was just lovely it was a run which I was using it I was just running my pace I, I didn't care about pbs at all and I just ran and we just chatted and we met loads of people from the pod squad and it was just a wonderful thing so that's that's an entirely different way to view it um, but also, I've used it in the past to build up my speed. So, it, and it's it's a it's a great distance once you're familiar with it to, to really kind of push yourself a bit further. I think
1: I guess. What about you? Um, well, for me, when I started running, um, I remember just wanting to run for half an hour, and then I got half an hour. I didn't know. How, I had to get in my car and drive it to know how far it was. Right. <laughs> so then I worked out it was probably the equivalent of about five k now. So then, and it took me a while to get there, and then I was like, right, well, let's see if I can do an hour. So for me, doing a 10K, maybe it was a little bit less, maybe a little bit more, whatever it was, that was like my first long-distance running. I wasn't doing it for a race. I was just doing it to see if I could do it and try and do it without stopping. And I would do it around the streets of Glasgow. And I would try to, I'd try be like, try not to stop at red lights. And I would try and find routes that were all downhill and it's really hard. <laughs> but the fact is that you just... It was like a really good personal challenge to do. And it was private to me. No-one knew I was going out to run this. I didn't really know the distance at the time. But to me, that was my first long distance experience and then you know fast forward now it's my commute distance so it's quite handy distance a lot of people might live that distance from work if you can run that then it can turn into not just your kind of fitness but it can also turn into your commute which therefore is your fitness therefore you'd have to go to the gym when you get home done love that answer yeah Yeah. that's a proper hack yeah yeah, (laughs) yeah so
2: I'm interested what would you guys say to someone who Either hasn't run a 10k or would like to run a 10k faster. I mean, do you have any words of advice from a recent 10ker Ooh. and, a, and a, a, a constant 10ker?
3: What would you say? Um, okay, my thing, and I might be I'm skipping ahead a little bit because I know we we're going to talk about this later, but I'm going to say it now because it fits. That I think that doing some strength training would probably be my first bit of advice and I cannot believe I'm sitting here, I'm a reformed woman sitting here saying this because it's so not my thing and I hate it but I've kind of grown to love it now and I feel like the 10k that we did, it was actually my first 10k race, I've never done a, done a, done a race where that was the whole distance um, was the vitality that we ran and that was the first time that I'd gone into a run, if I'm being completely honest with myself, consistently having done strength training every week until I did it. Did it make a difference? It really made a difference, like I just felt so much stronger and I think the biggest part of that was the core stuff that I'd done, that I just felt like I could maintain my form for much longer and wasn't kind of like, you know, the kind of chin grazing the floor vibe when you start to get towards the end of a race uh, and you sort of tip forwards I uh, it was the first time that I felt like to the end I felt strong um, yeah I really think it did make a, dist- a, a, a difference sorry I can't speak uh, I've only had a couple of sips of wine and it's already going downhill um, but yeah I think that would be my bit and we can talk more about strength training so I don't mess around to. with our with, <laughs> with our with our form yeah. too much with our clipboards um, but yeah Jenny um, over to you. What,
1: 10k tips if I think it's a really good challenge. How many people in here have done a 5K? Okay, so you've done that. So now it's not a challenge to you anymore. So the next challenge is going to be a 10K. And whether whether it's something that's easy or hard, whether you have to walk it, whether you run, walk it, whatever it is, the fact is you can, you can do a 5K. You can walk a 10K on a Sunday if you needed to. You know, it won't be fast, but you can. So why don't you just pick up the pace and try and run it? And that's, that's a nice challenge to have. And so that's why... I think it's a good thing to try to push yourself. And you don't have to do it with anyone, do it on your own, you don't have to do it in a race. Um, you can do it with friends and just all get a WhatsApp group and say, right, let's do it today. And then you have to tell them if you have and not lie if you haven't. And it's just, it's just something that you will be bloody smug about when you've finished yeah. as well. And that's why I would do it. And,
2: and so like, because um, I know when we've spoken before that you've had a couple of injuries oh, over the past year. God, it's so, so annoying. That. Um so that I guess that means that you've had to go sort of back up to
1: 10k a couple of times. What what does that does it get easier going back up once you've no, been injured? Well what's really exciting about getting injured? <laughs> <laughs> well first of all I mean if you if you love running or you love doing any exercise when you can't do the thing you love, as you know, is really irritating because all you want to do is run. It's like, uh, I remember when I was pregnant, I'd never noticed any pregnant people in my life. And I was pregnant and suddenly noticed everyone was, that was pregnant, I noticed schools. When you can't run, all you see are runners. And you're like, oh, my God, they're everywhere and they're having... And they're actually skip running and they're loving it and they're laughing and they look amazing (laughs) and the sun's shining. And, I mean, I've been injured and been on holiday and I've just been on the most beautiful running routes, hobbling, just going, I'm really gutted, really gutted. But um, what happens is then when you come back to running, it's a joy because you start again. So all the little distances that you know you were cocky about and you thought were easy are now a challenge and you can only improve again so actually being injured depressing as it may be to miss a little while that goes very quickly and then before you know it you're back out there getting better and you can set yourself all these little challenges very cool yeah i really like this that. is very true That's very true have you done any races jenny at 10k races yeah i did my the big one I did was the Great Scottish Run, and I did it, and I did it at my fittest. So that's I probably why I haven't done it again because I'm like, I did it really well, and if I do it again, it will not be as good. But I ran it. Is that it, the one in Edinburgh? Is in Glasgow, Glasgow. which is where I'm from, and um, I was, I was mega fit. I was really, I mean, I was the fittest for me that I've ever been, and I ran. Um, my personal trainer was doing it. She's really fit. And I just wanted to beat her. That was basically my motivation. <laughs> so I was dying. I knew when I crossed the finish line I would puke. But I had to beat her if <laughs> nothing else. And I remember there was maybe half a mile from the end. And I was really dying. And I saw her. And I was like that. <gasps> and I picked up pace, pace. Right? And it hurt so much. And I, I don't even know where this energy came from. But as I ran past, I was that twat. I went... <laughs> <laughs> that's all i wanted that day and it was i genuinely didn't think it would happen but i got there and just beat her and did a great race and had a great time and was very proud of it and so i've run 10ks all the time but i haven't actually raced any since ah.
2: so that's what i want to know then because i was asked this just before i came on as well it's like what are your tips then for running faster a faster 10k how did you <laughs> have how did someone you do ahead that?
1: that you want to beat? i mean i i don't know and um, it's if you are competitive, and I think a lot of us have, we might deny it, but there's sometimes a little competitive streak, especially if, like, maybe with your other half, maybe with a friend, and I know that you're all like, oh, no, well done, you. But inside, you're like, ah, really? I'm going to do it faster next time. So you've just got to have a bit of that fighting spirit. And actually, it's, it's a really, it's a lovely way to get round because, yeah, we're all happy for each other. But ultimately, if you have someone that's going to, it's going to race with you, not in a nasty way, not in a bitter way, but it just, it just propels you forward a wee bit it motivates you. Um, or do what I did one year in the marathon and have a time that you're meeting everyone in the pub and as you're running and you're like, oh, my God, it's getting close to that time. You have to pick up the pace, otherwise your wine will get warm.
3: Yeah, I feel like the conclusion here actually is be a people pleaser yeah, because true. you're not going to be late for your friends and i completely agree with the with the running with someone thing that even if it's not in a competitive way Sometimes, genuinely, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to keep going because they're going to be so gutted if I can't. And it's like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> Completely dying. But it's, it is a great motivator because it, it keep, you want to you make sure that you're not kind of holding them
2: back too much. It, it, that really reminds me of Josie in Paris. I, you know, I don't know who was there listening to... Well, I do know a few people... Um, but when she was telling us to write down, um, we had to write down labels to stick them on our gel packets. So that's a really, really good tip. So every time you take a gel, particularly if you take them regularly when you're doing a longer race, you take the gel out and you look at the little message you've written yourself on your gel packet. Um, and it can be a little quote from, you know, a family friend or, or, or you know, a friend or a family member. Um, but what I did on one of my gel packets was just to write my kids' names on it. And ahead of um, this one, I forgot to do all of that and very hurriedly scribbled my kids' names on my hand and I had this...
3: Just in uh, case he forgot. Just in case he forgot.
2: <laughs> but I had the same thing as you, which was like, what are they going to think if I finish this? Because they're going to, they, I mean, every time I do a race, they think, they're, they're like, did you win it? I'm like, uh, no. Um, and so this one, I knew they were going to ask again. Yeah, 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 I came first in front of 50,000 people, sure. Um... But I knew that I would be letting them down slightly,
1: um, you know. So the, like, oh. the disappointment of children is unbelievable. Uh, one race I did, my daughter was holding a sign that she'd made, go, mummy, whatever. And as I came up and I was like, oh, and I stopped to walk and I came up to her, she went, oh. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I don't know what's going on. And I finished, and then I saw her at the end, she went, you were walking. <laughs> and that was it. So like, I thought you ran races, but you were walking. And I was like, okay, that's me putting my place. Totally
3: red, yeah.
1: <laughs> I would write her name on my arm, then cross it out. That's sure
2: new. So this is interesting, because I think this does move into our next section, um, where we were going to start talking about pace.
1: Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, so that's... Do that's, you do pace? Do I do pace? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's not a fast
3: pace, but I do do pace. Well, you do, but
1: do you go like this? You're running, oh, too fast, slow down not Yes. You do. Yeah, you yes. do.
3: You do do that quite seriously. Very seriously. I've only done that once, and I have to admit, it was. It did mean that it was quite a comfortable run, because I, I didn't do any of the classic foolish things of, like, going out too fast or... Um, but, yeah, I think... On the whole, sometimes I quite like a bit of naked running, I believe it's known, which is not as shocking as it sounds. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But just running without a watch sometimes does make me feel quite like... I don't know, then you're running to feel, and it's like I'm having a great time. And sometimes I end up going faster than I realise because I'm not paying attention, but you're quite disciplined. Esther's marathon splits like, if you followed her along, like, she is such a consistent queen. Machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's well,
2: good. Well, no, I think... I don't use pace to get faster, particularly, apart from in the, the recent training block, but... um And I was certainly wasn't using, like, a plan in order to get faster for the marathon. I just wanted to get around comfortably. Um, and Um But mostly I'm using pace to run slower because I want to run further rather than faster. So my thing when I really first started doing it was when I first trained for the London Marathon and I knew that I had to be running, you know, I had to be running a certain pace in order to feel comfortable, you know, a certain pace at mile one, two, three, four, in order to feel comfortable at 24, 25, 26. Yeah. Um, and so I, I knew that to be the case. Um, but yeah, what I want to talk about is actually getting faster. Do we need to be running a fast 10k. I know the answer to that. I know. Would you uh, like us to say no? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> but if we were going to be running a 10k and we wanted to run a faster 10k,
3: what pace should that be at? What, how should we get there? I mean, I guess to an extent, it's always going to be individual, isn't it? I'm sorry. Is that a really world peace answer? <laughs> but I think it, it, it is always going to depend. Um... I mean, I suppose the thing that we found really useful recently for working out what that race pace is going to be, and I know we have banged on about it till the cows come home on the podcast, but uh, the kind of 80-20 method of making sure that you're... Because I didn't really know what a race pace was until recently. I was like, I've got one pace, and it's the pace I run at all the time. Um, But actually, that is an upside of of running with a watch or something, is being able to, to work out what your slightly um, slightly less than comfortable pace is and what your very comfortable pace is and doing 80% of your running at that, very comfortable pace, and 20% at that slightly less than comfortable pace. So come race day, you've practiced that kind of threshold. Um, And I know you did that very successfully recently. um, I think neither of us did that hugely for the Vitality 10k that we did, because that was about community, it was about running with you guys, it was about having a great time. But I do think that that is quite a good way of trying to work out what that pace should be, is investing in a watch, using Strava even, just something that means that you can kind of track that pace, and then just working out what feels comfortable and what feels a little bit like couldn't quite have a chat with a pal while I was doing
1: this. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? When people, if, if you've ever got a training plan and someone's written it all down, you know, run it to a 60% pace raise and run, you're like, I've literally no idea what I've got to do. I'm just going to run. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a case of almost having, if you can talk and run, that's good for like long training runs, isn't it? Um, and so I remember once doing a long training run and chatting the whole way and we went really far because of it. And it, it does make a difference. Going slower does get you further, but it's really hard, especially if you want to get around quickly and you think, oh, I've got, I've got it in me to go faster. My mistake is always going faster than I need to, which is why I burn out especially in races, I will go, I will get a PB on the first half, absolutely every time. And then I will be dying in the second half. And it's something I've just always done. I think I'd rather, I'd rather hit the wall. I'd rather hit the wall further. I'd rather hit the wall, like, having gone further in the first half, right? You know, like further and then hit the wall. But it's, it doesn't work like that. My, the best marathon time I ever did, I ran at a slower pace the entire way around. Brilliant. Got my best time. So there is something in it. Without yeah it. and no matter what distance you do there's something in it. So yeah, yeah, pace is good. You've just got to work out what that is and the yeah. only way to work it out is by going out there and running many times.
3: Yeah, and being a bit analytical and like organized and stuff which as many of our colleagues here tonight will know, <laughs> it's not usually my my strong suit, but I do think that actually taking note of your of yeah, of your pace when you felt yeah. when you felt comfortable and like keeping track of stuff, tracking
2: yeah, I I mean I found like the, the latest training that I've been doing, which was both which was for a ten K, also for a half and for a marathon, but um it was it, it shook me up to realise that my interval training that I'd been doing previously to properly following a proper training my training plan had been written by myself before, even though I worked when I was running. And um to to follow a proper training plan, which actually included paces for the intervals. I'd never followed paces, I just like ran faster. It was more fart lekking rather than kind of Proper interval training, um, and to, to use that to use a pace was was I I just after the first one I just came back and I was like oh my god Dave Dave you know, and I was just on the floor I didn't know what had happened to me because I'd had to run faster than I had run since I'd been doing cross country when I was like eleven. Um,
1: it was just, it was really, really hard work, turns out. <laughs> um, but also... Have there's... you ever done that, though? And you've ended up, you're doing this, like, your your different interval training, and you're like, yeah, it's just a really gentle run. I, I use an app called Runner, so it's got all the different programmes. And I was doing a nice gentle run, and then it said, pick up the pace, run that, whatever. And I was like, okay. But I was, I w- I'm not being, I was quite near shops in central London, and it was a Saturday, <laughs> and I was... Trying to sprint and dodge tourists, I looked like I'd nicked something. I did. I really did. And I was like, so if you are going to do that, just choose your route and make sure there are not hordes of tourists on a sunny day in London all trying to take photos and you're sprinting past them and they're looking to see if anyone's chasing you. And you're like, no. It was really bad. (laughs) I like to time it so that it's past uh, maybe, like,
3: uh, I don't know, ex-lovers. (laughs) <laughs> or <laughs> I don't know why I said that but you know people that you really want to show that you are incredibly uh, successful fast and athletic See, really. this is all true.
2: unfortunately in our job we do get these things documented and so um, when this, this unfortunately has gone out on socials there's a video of me running that Holly took where we were trying to explain how to run a 10k and tiny little kind of real sort of thing um, and the bit that I was supposed to be running was to show an interval. So there I was, in my head, running really super slow, and then a second later, picking up the pace and running really, really fast, belting it down the road. And Holly videoed all of this. And can you see a difference between the two paces? No. My, my elbows go up slightly.
3: <laughs> it's, like my, it's like my eight-year-old daughter running. I look ridiculous. But I guess the moral of the story is, if you feel like that's a less comfortable pace than it's interval training yes (laughs) we're gonna say yes yes Yes.
1: scientifically yes so as well as pace then strength training is important too
3: yes i think definitely here we go thank you jenny Uh, okay
2: This is a very good time to subscribe to Women's Running or think about giving a gift subscription for that big date in December you might be thinking about. Because right now, when you subscribe, as well as receiving the best magazine in the world, you'll also get a free exclusive Women's Running technical tee worth £35. It's beautiful, it's blue, and it says happy running on the back to help motivate you and your brilliant running buddies too. and enter X23WRPOD, that's POD, at the checkout for your free tea. And please remember to send us a pic of you wearing it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think um, that strength training has hugely helped my running, uh, much to my kind of previous um, protests. Uh, when it appears on like a training plan, it's like, okay, as if. I'm not going to be doing that 20 minutes of I mean, honestly, I'm terrible at looking at just the runs and then being like, and... And lovely, I'll do the three runs. Honestly, just don't look at the rest of it at all. But having started doing... I just do, like... Normally, I
1: do 20 minutes a week. But what do you you go in and you have... Because that's the thing, it's really intimidating. I remember when I first went to a gym, I went in and I went... I'm just going to go on the treadmill that I know what to do there and then the the weights and then I'll do and I'll do some sit-ups because I do them from the Cindy Crawford workout video that I used to do and I remember them (laughs) and I'd be like and I look like a pro now but going into the weight section is quite intimidating so how did you know what to do? I simply didn't, and I don't. Um, <laughs>
3: I would... I, I'm working on it. I want to be braver, and I do want to go to the gym and do the proper weight training, but I do it from home. Yeah, I do my my very own version of a, of a Cindy Crawford. Um, I've got, like, a little YouTube channel that I am obsessed with, and I do all the strength training workouts from there. They've got loads as well that are, like, no equipment. Um, you can choose length. I just find it a bit easier because... I I can't be trusted. I can't be trusted alone to do... I will start skiving off. As soon as somebody turned around and stopped paying attention to what I was doing at the gym, then I'd be sitting down and having a packet of crisps. So I I do have to have somebody, at least on a screen, being like, now do a plank for a bit. Um, But I think... The reason the, how i 've managed to kind of keep going with it is by is the consistency of doing the same thing, so I guess that would apply whether you 're doing it in the gym or whether you 're doing it from home that it sounds incredibly boring and maybe it really is, but i, I don 't find it too boring promise and i 'm very easily bored. Um, I do the same workout every week, and there's like a beginner that you can follow who's instructing you and a more advanced person and i 've been following the beginner for. 12 weeks or however long that I've been doing it consistently now but I'm starting to be able to follow a couple of the advanced moves and it's nice because it's like you can see the improvement when you're doing the same thing over and over again I guess the downside of that is the potential boredom but I think the consistency is good and that's literally it's forearm four core four leg and there's no repeats and it's it's great, and that it's 20 minutes, so I might do it twice a week. I did it twice a week in the lead-up to the Vitality, because I was like, I'll just up it a little bit. But generally, if I'm not training for a race, I'll, I'll, I'll do it once a week. But, yeah, in in preparation for, for a 10K, I'd, I'd maybe do it twice a week. But that's me.
2: No, I, I think that's great, because actually so. the one thing that was missing from the final block of my training for the marathon was strength, because I just gave up on it because I was knackered. And actually, the last when we did the London... No, you didn't do it, did you? But when I was doing the mm-hmm. London... I was strength training religiously twice a week. And, oh, my God, it makes so much difference. And it's so boring, but it makes so much difference. The
1: thing is, it can be quite fun doing the strength training as well. When I first started, I remember... had ella and i was coming back and uh, i paid for a session with a personal trainer at the david lloyd and she basically wrote a, a program so she must have felt really cheated because she never got another session from me because she wrote i think she wrote two programs actually and i was like thank you very much and all i did was i do that both those sessions and i go to the gym it didn't matter where if i and in fact i had a couple of dumbbells at home so i could do some of them at home um Evian is not actually heavy enough. You know, when they go, just use a bottle of Evian, it doesn't actually work. It doesn't really weigh very much at all. Um, anyway, so I would do all these exercises and it worked brilliantly for me yeah. and it got me into it. And actually, it's only now that I have like, I really enjoy it and I've done a couple of CrossFit classes and done, that actually now I'm getting more into doing the deadlifts. And also, I know that when we get to a certain age, we should be doing heavier weights and... Um, mm. Um, I don't know if any of you are going, I know I should, but I don't, because I don't want to go to the gym and lift heavy weights. But, yeah, the heavier, the better, and that's quite a horrific thing to think. But actually, yeah, we should all be doing big, fat, horrible deadlifts. Um, (laughs) Even if you can only do two, you'll look blooming good, but that will do you good as well, because as we get older, we need to do these weights. Yeah, is that what you would do at
3: the gym? Because to prepare me as a pathetic... I mean, I've, I've done classes and i've used machines a bit but i've never gone to that scary weight section yeah. is that what you would start with doing kind of like deadlifting
1: yeah. stuff without weights on it just a bar yeah so start with a bar and actually you'll get you'll soon be like this is so easy with the bar the minute they put a tiny weight you're like whoa it's so heavy but then you'll build up and it's amazing because um as someone said right when you when you run the more you run You'll love it. You'll always enjoy the feel good, but you'll stop improving. And actually, as yeah. we get older, running gets harder and we get worse at it. So we do it because we want to enjoy that feel good effect, but we don't get better. But with weights, you can always get a PB. You can. You really can. Even if you're getting much older, you can still PB doing um, doing a, a deadlift or doing a <laughs> Anything else like that. There's some funny names, but you can do them all. You can do all these amazing things. I don't do half half of them because I've got, I can get sore shoulders and I want to protect my shoulders for golf. It's so sad. I'm like, I can't do that. I play golf and they're like, oh, you're such an idiot. But, but you just, you do what you want to do and you will feel the benefit. I also try, you don't need weights. I try and do pull-ups and rubbish. I've been trying for a year and I can do one sometimes and um, and that's another great way because it's just your body weight as you're saying yeah. just a case of doing it continu- repeatedly yeah body weight
3: continually honestly well i sometimes go thing at the is the
1: reason i can't do a pull-up because my body weight is maybe too much and because you i mean i'm For like any, you see people it. that are smaller and they can do it and i'm like there's there's a reason they they're yeah. tiny
3: <laughs> <laughs> i always think that when i've done my body because mine's the one i've been doing at the moment the strength training class is just body weight and I always, like, rather than feeling a bit rubbish about myself because of the size of my thighs, I'm like, mm. can lift all of that. <laughs> Look at me go.
2: But you, I mean, you do. You go to the gym quite a lot, don't you?
1: I, do, I go twice a week. I go don't twice you? a week. I would go, I would go more, that's but Instagram
2: I don't, for you. don't have
1: time. <laughs> I don't have time to go more. That's, I think that's the problem. I think we all want to go and do what we love. But also, we all want to do what's right for us. So you have to make strength training fun. But then you have to have... I suppose you have to have a training program as well. So do you, do you have a training program that has strength training and running and they're different and you treat them separately? Yes. and uh, Well, no. Yes, I do. And
2: no, I don't um, is the great answer to that one. Um, <laughs> but, like, for training for a 10K... Um, I think I'd have a training plan that includes both. And um, as much as I love things like Runner and Cooper, they're great. They're great apps and things like that. And also the women's running website has some fantastic Please. training plans. Um, but what I really like to do is have a piece of paper, print it out, stick it on the fridge. Um, and like for a 10k, um, for I mean I can I can think about my own training when I've gone from sort of a sort of a comfortable 5k up to a 10k. And I think that you can do that quite comfortably in kind of eight weeks-ish. But everyone is different. So if you're going zero to 10K, then, I mean, eight to 12 weeks, eight to 16 weeks, whatever feels comfortable for you. It's a bit like, you know, couch to 5K. That's, what is that, nine weeks, couch to 5 Yeah, it's nine Nine weeks. weeks. And the beauty of that is that you can always repeat a week. So never be beholden to a training plan that says, you've got to
3: do this in 12 weeks. You don't have to do this in 12 weeks. You can do it in however many weeks you want to do. Um, I really like that. I think that's actually such good advice because it is also inevitable that you're probably going to have illness or a wedding where you want to get really smashed or whatever it might be along the time in that in in in, along that training plan and just allowing yourself the flexibility so you're not like oh god but i can't or you're getting panicky because you're poorly there's nothing i mean that's that's a recipe for for disaster with absolutely training plan yeah Yeah.
2: And, and i think like with um with a training plan like you could be training for a specific race and then obviously you then do have like a time based kind of goal going on there. And so then, yeah, you do have to sort of figure out how you're going to fit all that stuff in. But it's really good to give you, a, you yourself the flexibility of an extra couple of weeks. So just in case you
1: are mm-hmm. getting smashed or doing some other bits, very important. You have to that I that have in. to put I have to literally put it all in my diary. Yes. And I have to go, OK, so Monday I can run Uh Tuesday. I should have the day off because I try and have a day off after a run as well and then I go, Saturday, oh, Saturday might be going out, won't run Sunday and yeah, it's exactly like that and then I have to go, if anyone asks for a meeting, I have to go, I'm, I'm actually already in a meeting at that time, but I have to kind of make up a reason. You, you feel like you can't, you can't cancel someone because you're running, because that sounds rubbish. But to you, it's really important. To them, it just sounds pants. So you have to kind of go, oh, no, I've got something really important in.
3: I yeah. love that. Honestly, I remember a therapist saying um, that saying that you are busy because you're spending time with yourself. Is absolutely fine. That sounds a bit weird, spending time with yourself. You know what I mean. <laughs> Reading a book or something. that um, it's totally acceptable. You don't have to be busy being crazy, crazy busy. Like, you can just say to somebody, I'm busy, I'm not, I'm not available. And 100% I think that we should do that with our running. I'm going to start putting it in my work calendar so that and call it, like, important team uh, meetup or something and then it's our
2: work isn't it right so but
3: I think that does lead in quite
2: um cleverly into how you fit the training into a week which can be really difficult particularly if like say you've been injured and you've been off running for a little bit or say you haven't done that sort of 10k training before it can be really really tricky to try and fit it into your week. You've got loads of other stuff on. Everyone but isn't it
1: funny as well, if you have got out of the habit of doing it, how suddenly you don't have time. It just goes. And it just like, goes. how did
2: I have time before? Yeah, exactly. And if you're yeah. doing, if like, say, say we're suggesting that to train for a 10K, you do three runs a week and two strength training sessions a week.
3: That feels like a lot. Like, you might, in your head, you'd be like, that's five things. That's five things i have got to know, squeeze I know, and it does seem cheeky, because we did literally say at the beginning of this, that is one of the benefits of a 10K. It's like, oh, it was <laughs> know, I don't know how to do <laughs> it. But I think there are hacks, oh, yes. right? I mean, Jenny has already alluded to one, that, like, I think a, a run commute is something that more and more people are doing, and that is a, a great way to get your run in. Um, but also, the strength training can 100% be tacked on to the end of a... Of a run, like that's what I normally do. Run with weights. Run with weights. <laughs> some people yeah. do. You can buy oh, weighted no. gloves that <laughs> I think i like so that you run around with like heavy, heavy yeah. arms, like an yeah. orangutan. it's well, just it hard fine, work. Fine. That yeah. is hard Not for me. <laughs> Not
1: for, <laughs> Not for me. me. Why would I
2: make it harder? But yeah. Some people want But to. you can definitely squish things together. It doesn't have to be like Monday to Friday, you're exercising every single day, you're doing something intense. Like, if one of your midweek runs is 20 minutes and your strength training is 20 minutes, then you can try and find that, you know, that 20 minutes could happen before work, one 20 minute can happen in front of something amazing
1: that you like to watch. If, if, yeah, yeah, if you're doing absolutely. strength training at home, you know they always do this, don't they? go, just squat while you're brushing your teeth. And I'm like, I actually don't brush my teeth for the full amount of time that i meant to, so the squatting <laughs> would only be squat, for like yeah. 15 seconds. oh, I'm bored. So and so, yeah. but, um, but you can, if you're watching a TV show, you can do it. Also, if you have a child, it's the best way because they want to be, prove that even though they're half your... Way less than half your age. They want to prove that they're better than you. So just get them to do sit ups with you or a plank with you. And they will, unfortunately, they will beat you. But I used to do that that with my mum. Yeah, that
3: was my first foray into fitness. My mum had Rosemary Conley's whole body workout. (laughs) And we used to do it together. And I used to only join in because I wanted to be like, this is so easy. What are you like? Why are you struggling? Why are you struggling? <laughs> I loved. I loved showing off. It was my favourite thing. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm sure that was quite motivating for her because she was like, "You little shit." I bet. <laughs> I bet. Uh, shall we segue? Oh
2: yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you for all of this amazing advice, including my own. Um, we. <laughs> Are now going to furnish you with
3: some heavy duty scientific
2: tips, courtesy of a very special guest, Holly. Oh my gosh, yeah.
3: Okay, <laughs> hang on. There's a special guest coming, but you might have to wait one second. Very special. We didn't talk about this
2: guest. No, before. we didn't I talk about I mean, this. I know that you all thought it was Jenny, who is our special guest. But this, you this have to talk while I do It's okay. an even
1: more look at this. There's a very special guest yes, coming. This is our here. special
2: I VIP so coming good. to deliver us some exceptional. Confidence-boosting factets. Okay, so you might want a, a little sip of wine while this is happening. Um, yeah, so... I love
1: this. can't believe we haven't got a little curtain for you we to be should behind have it here. Look at that. Yeah, I mean, we'll lift door. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Welcome to the stage, oh, Professor hello. Taylor. Hello, hello. I couldn't even tell how close that was to my mouth. <laughs> There's obviously no chance I'm going to be able to read these facts. Don't kick over the wine. Don't kick over the wine. Oh, God, thank you. That's very important. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Professor Taylor is here to tell us some 10K facts. I am. I did think about doing this with an accent, but every single one that we tried in the car, we were like, we can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. So, here I'm looking at a total blur. So... uh, I may have to lift the glasses. Thank you. Thank you very much to my wonderful lab assistant. Off they go. There we go. We knew knew this was was going to be really sensible (laughs) and just yeah very serious. Uh, But I did have some facts. I kind of wanted to do them as like audience participation um, because I found these really interesting. And I didn't quite believe them. And I thought you definitely weren't going to believe them of me unless I looked like a scientist so that's why we ordered a lab coat on amazon prime um so the first fact i wanted to see if you guys know the answer to is what is the average pace or i guess it's not really pace it's a time that i've got what's the average time that it takes a woman and this is worldwide now this is not just in the uk that it takes a woman to run a 10k i don't know how we're going to do this anyone shout them out An hour. They're saying an hour. An hour, hour is 20. the general consensus. Hour. It's an hour and fourteen minutes, which I thought is pretty good. But it's also I found that quite reassuring. I was like, okay, you know, I'm 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 an average 10k runner, which felt quite nice. I thought that that felt, you know, it's all the more reason to not feel intimidated about doing pace. That, that's certainly not to say that that's not still a brilliant pace. But it's not like we're not talking
1: 36 minutes or something yeah. like this. I know, a, it's, it's soul-destroying when you see Paula Radcliffe do it in like a, and I wasn't even trying, you know, like that. But that kind of gives us all hope that something is achievable. Definitely, 100%. Uh, okay, well
3: done, class. The next fact that I would like you to try and have a guess at here is how many global participants... Were there in 10K races? This is in 2019, I'm afraid. That was the most uh, current stat that my, uh, my lab team could glean. Yeah. But around the world, 10K yeah. races. Yeah, this is, races. is worldwide again. So worldwide participants. And yeah, this is races. This is not people who ran a 10K. This is people who raced in a 10K. Three mil. Three mil. We're oh, having three million. mil. Two, Two and, and half a half, half mil. Million. Five, Five ten. I
1: five ten okay higher, higher. higher jenny thinks higher. higher okay
3: i was quite shocked to find out that it's 1.8 mil what? so means. again esther and i or should i say my lab of whatever oh, yeah. i'm we, whatever we, bit i'm doing yeah <laughs> i screwed up so badly because we didn't know
2: how to make percentages work but <laughs> yeah we're not
3: 100 percent sure as women in STEM, stem whether we got this quite right but it That checks out to 0.02% of the world. Wow. So basically, we're all legends. (laughs) I couldn't quite believe how amazing that was. So yeah, massive pat on the back if you've run a 10K or if you're planning to run a 10K because clearly not everybody has. Uh, Okay, and then my last factoid is uh, what is the average age of a 10K runner? I think this is worldwide gender Gender wide, yeah. This is this is both. This is just the average ten k runner, men, women, okay. all across the world.
1: Well, I, I, right, I'm going to If I say forty, do you think higher or lower? Lower. lower? lower, okay. Lower than that. What? How low? Oh, there's a higher over uh, there. Thir-
2: what? Thirty or yeah. thirty? Yeah.
1: Low in forty. High 40s over there, mid 30s over mid 30s here, over okay. here. Oh, you're pretty you're pretty
3: bang on in the middle it's 39 Ooh. it's 39 <laughs> is the average so again, I think that that is another I found that another quite rousing statistic Personally. I mean it's brutally young for some of us yeah, I mean but, yes <laughs> but also I think it just I think it's pretty like bang on average isn't it? What's the well, average it's good age as well to know
1: that not everyone is, you know, eighteen and running. That actually yeah. people are still running exactly. as they as they
3: mature. In fact, when I was researching all of this stuff and I was trying to work out how to put it into sort of statistics in some way, shape, or form, the numbers of people running and participating in events and stuff who are between thirty and forty, between forty and fifty, are way higher than people younger. Um, it's a big peak so
2: it is it yeah
3: is. so thank you to professor taylor oh, for all well, really fun. actually professor Taylor, i've got a little present for you oh oh my gosh have you yeah, okay up. is it going to help with how sweaty i am oh my god i'm
2: so sweaty, sweaty. Uh, uh okay put your glasses on otherwise you won't be able to see it i
3: know that's what i'm just gonna do i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> my off. quite sexy <laughs> thank you pleasure but you're going to need this for
2: your lab coat. You so this this there go. Now is. I
3: can see. Thank you, Jenny. Little gift for you. Oh! Oh my gosh, you got this! Would have been perfect on my lab coat. <laughs> it says steminist.
1: <laughs> I love oh, I love it! Thank
3: you. My pleasure. You're amazing. I'll put it on my lab coat and walk around Battersea Power Station oh, they, after this. love that. Yeah, yeah, they'll be asking me for all sorts of information, all sorts of stats.
2: Great. So now we've had all of these lovely facts. um, We have been asking you to provide your embarrassing stories. um, And we have a, a few of them here. So what we thought we'd do is, I think, probably start off with our own embarrassing... Because running always inevitably ends in an embarrassing story at some point. So we thought we'd share ours. We've got a few of yours...
1: And then we we'll have. probably bring well done, Professor, T-
2: Professor Taylor back to uh, start
3: the clapometer. Oh, shall we? Oh, God, I've got to put the bloody lab coat on. I'm trying to negotiate myself off this stool again. You can do it without the lab coat. It's fine. Okay, it's thank fine. you. I am still... I hold the title still. You do. Even without... You do. Okay, <laughs> good.
2: So, um, Hall, have you had any embarrassing moments when you've been running?
3: Not <laughs> me, actually. Not uh-huh. really. Um, I mean, yes, I've had plenty. I was trying to find one that I haven't told on the podcast before... Um, so the one that I was like, mm, what's something embarrassing that's happened to me recently? And it was actually in the process of testing, because as we're, we're like working on, on the brand that we do, working on women's running, we get to test quite a lot of kit, which can be amazing and very exciting and can result in some brilliant runs where you think, oh my gosh, I'm never running without this thing again. But more often than not, let's be honest, it can result in wearing something for... I don't know, three miles where you're like, I can't wait to get home and take this off. This is so awful. Who designed this? And a nameless brand, um, I was testing out one of those, uh, they're called like boob bands or something. But like, the idea I think is if you've, got, if you've got big knockers, then, and you've got a sports bra that maybe isn't as supportive as you need, or you need a bit of extra support, you wear them round the top and they sort of prevent the upward bounce. Um, so I was wearing one of those and I I, first of all they're like 75% velcro which is just awful and painful and you can't let them near a jumper or a cardigan Um, and so yeah that wasn't a a great start I looked like I had an unruly cat before I'd even put it on Um, but the other thing is in order to like get it I mean if anyone's tried one that's worked please let me know but I find that in order to get them tight enough to actually do anything they're like They're they're a bomb waiting to go on. (laughs) The tension is very high. And you're either going to end up with a necklace or a belt, really, is what's going to happen. And I did end up kind of hula hooping this thing with, I mean, tits knocking, giving me black eyes, because there's no no support going on there, Um, in front of people as I ran past. And they must have been like, what the that thing that was just, like, dangling round my waist, like, and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. So like oh, what? Uh, and that was a, a recent embarrassing moment that I don't believe I've shared on the podcast before. Exclusive content. Exclusive Consulate. content. Yeah.
2: Yeah, nice. yeah. yeah, And I think, I mean, we all, well, not we all, anyone that's listened to the pod in recent months might know my embarrassing story, because it does involve pooing in a bush. Yeah. Um, fun times. Fun times. Um, it was all about kind of, I think, mile 13, I think, of quite a long run along the canal I w- do you know what it could have been so much worse there was a gate and a field and a bush and the only things looking at me were a bunch of cows so it, it could have been so so much worse but I think the worst thing about and it was, it was just awful it's just that the panic the panic of your stomach turning to liquid and you're just going I you know there's no handy marks and spencers to dive into and it's just it's just awful um, actually quite
3: a sad tale really. I, no,
2: <laughs> it was horrific no marks
3: and spencers to me,
2: no. um, but i think you know the, the the gruesome bit of it was was also not running with any loo role or anything with me so it was it was the use of nature's bounty <laughs> and that was uncomfortable um also concerning as i was then doing the final kind of three or four mile run of shame thinking that maybe i might have some various bits of foliage stuck out the back of my leggings and um yeah Yeah. not not fun
1: it's not been my it wasn't my funnest run it's funny though because if you're near shops and things do you you ever do that where you're like oh i just i'm just gonna are you going to mcdonald's you know i'm just gonna order something but before i do i'm just gonna pop to the toilet (laughs) and then you're like ha ha they fell for it again (laughs) um i've got toilet stories i've got mishap stories i think Lots of people will do, but the one that's most recent for me is um, I did a race and I was very pleased. And I was, you know, at the end, if you do a race, you're like that, yeah, don't you stand like this, and all that happened was they were leggings that were really comfy to run in, but they also show up sweat, and so it just looked like I'd peed myself. And I have this big sweat circle just around there, and all the photos just look like I've wet myself. This no, no, I've cropped in on quite a few of them. Oh,
3: that's
1: nice. So I'll, look, I'll search for them on Getty. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's nice. <laughs> that's <That> <laughs> We can't be the only ones. You must have embarrassing, but yeah. Well, yes. well looks we... like it looks like Thank you, loads, so guys. So Thank you So much.
3: So what Thank we will be providing do. the content because yeah. it's getting late and right. we're a bit knackered. Tell you what, I'm gonna, I'll show
2: these out. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, Jenny, we want to hear from you guys. So, so Oh, then I'll give you a you couple. We've got tons. We have oh, got my tons. God. We are going to figure out which of these is the most embarrassing. You guys can vote with your cheering. Mm-hmm. OK, so I don't have a name. I don't have a name on this one. So this is uh, embarrassing moment number one. After a very hot, sweaty run, um, I got home to find the zip in my leggings over my butt was jammed. So I was locked outside my flat as I couldn't get to my keys. I managed to slip in the front entrance. I don't think that's a euphemism. And knocked (laughs) on my neighbour's door, who I'd never met, who had to cut a hole into my leggings. So I gave her my keys. She later moved out. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no.
3: Right, oh, my God. Okay. That's quite iconic, to okay. be fair. Right, butt zip. That's what Butt-zip. we are going to call it. Butt okay. zip, butt zip. Right, Gone the hall. Okay, this one. I finished a race running over the finish line in the wrong direction because I got lost, which surprised everyone. <laughs> I have form for getting lost in races. That one's from Ivor. Um, so, that one we can call wrong direction. Wrong
1: direction. Wrong direction. Wrong direction. This one is... Um, uh, anonymous but someone in here has run races and missed everything because they don't look so when running vitality 10k i didn't realize i went past buckingham palace i missed it when running london marathon i didn't see the tower of london i mean these are like quite big things to miss really so well done for that oh
2: that'll be missing things
1: yeah missing things oh alice hi
2: alice uh, okay great north run 23 you remember the unprecedented heat? Yes, oh my God. I am a heavy sweater. I wear always long dailies. Uh, oh, uh, sorry, got you. Ran the distance and turning into the final South Shield stretch, which is lovely. Oh no! Oh no.
1: <laughs> oh, you weren't
2: wearing leggings, were you? Um, shorts uh, feel my panty liner now engorged with sweat roll out of my gusset <laughs> top marks for getting gusset incredible uh, Love yeah, a extra gusset. points for gusset i'm calling that gusset oh it's a bit on the back oh my god it continues oh my god part b and as i'm raising that final chariot of fire stretch it is um it creeps down the back of my hamstring oh my god um at the finish line i pulled it out and clenched it in my fist as I was presented with my medal. Oh, my God! <laughs>
3: Boom! We almost have... Alice, a iconic. I'm calling that okay. gusset. Right, go. <laughs> okay. Running up a shocking hill at mile nine of a half-marathon, thinking I was doing really well, and then two people walked past me. <gasps> oh, not embarrassing! Not embarrassing! No,
1: We've all been there. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. Been there. Um, I managed to run a 10k, so I decided to sign up for a 20k trail run. It said it was a sky run. I was like, oh, that's cute. Um, so I did my training, blah, blah. Turns out the trail run was at altitude with 1,200 metres elevation. It was awful. My boyfriend said I was walking so slow, it was painful for him, so he had to power ahead. Um, I did finish, but I will never Ever do a Skyrun again? Oh. I think you did brilliantly by doing it. Who was that? Maybe oh, oh. My.
3: <laughs> still amazing! Still amazing! Still amazing! I've had that before, to be fair. Where I've tried when I my first attempt to run with Doug was very painful for both of us <laughs> because it was either going to be horrific for me speed wise or awful for his knees. Were you hoping it would be romantic and lovely? Yeah, I was like, oh my god we're going to fancy each other so much after this. (laughs) We
1: didn't speak for three days. (laughs) We've been running once together, me and James, and we fell out on that run. That will never happen again. He just told me to piss off and he'd meet me at home. (laughs) Yeah. I was just being enthusiastic, going come on, let's do (laughs) it. Apparently it really irritated us. (laughs) Uh, right, I've got
2: one last one here. Have you got any more of that? No, I'm I'm, I'm okay, done. Okay, last one. Um, I fell over at mile twelve of the Brighton Half Marathon, which is brutal. I've done that um, properly, arse over tit. That's nice. Smashing my headphones and terrifying an old man who exclaimed, "Jesus Christ!" as I landed. His feet. <laughs> Instantly jumped up, apologized, and tried to run away. Got home to find the sneaky photographer had snapped me hobbling away, looking about five years old, trying not to cry. <laughs> Still around the last mile though. Yay!
3: Right. We're coming for that photographer. We we are. Have, we're going to find them. Yeah, what an yeah. asshole. Right, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, well. Do we want? I mean, I think that there was clear support for it's. It's got to be Gusset. Gusset. Gusset, yeah. It's got to be Gusset. I think, do we think Gusset's the winner of that yeah. lot? Yay! Right. I have something to present <laughs> to you. Yeah, right. I have something to present you. <laughs> 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 to present you, Esther. Can I give you this? You. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to give you everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, my badge.
2: <laughs> okay. Oh God, not, not the badge. Not the badge. Right,
3: <laughs> we're going to small coronation. Also. Yeah. <laughs> present, <laughs> Alice. <laughs> present you.
2: Alice. The most embarrassing story.
3: Done. Queen of Prince. Queen of, queen of embarrassing. Yeah, oh, yes. really queen of good. <laughs>
2: So I think that just leaves us to say thank you so much, all of you, for coming. We've had the best time. Oh, my thank God, it's you, been so fun. Thank oh. you, Jenny. Thank you, Hall. Oh. Thank you, Sweaty Betty. <laughs> thank you so much to Randox for sponsoring, because without them, this would not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to all the little bits and pieces you'll find in your goodie bags as you leave. Um, and thank you to all of you for coming. Yeah, yeah you, you go got best. Thank you for listening come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our exclusive Discord community for friendly chat and support with like-minded women runners. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded in person, in case you hadn't guessed. The producer and composer was David Newman please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running.